Hey everybody, this is Kevin of the Magic Our Way podcast. I just want to give you a little notice about episode three, or uh, show three. Um, in an effort to constantly improve the show and to uh, you know keep going forward with it and make it better each and every time, uh, we ended up with actually a two-hour show. So we decided to release the show into two parts to kind of save your download time as well as you know your ear and everything else. So the first half of the show, which is going to contain mostly news, um, our Q segment is going to be released today, um, December 9th. Um, and then the next show will be released, the second half of the show will be released on December 16th. Um, that'll deal with the whole Lucasfilm purchase of Disney and everything else. And we got some great guests um, uh, guest on that friends from other podcasts and stuff so anyway um enjoy our show as always uh, if you enjoy it please follow us on twitter please follow us on facebook at magic our way or magic our way on facebook um send us an email magic our way at gmail.com um you know uh, leave us a rating on itunes or leave us a comment too especially if you enjoy the show tell your friends and everything else um but anyway um here comes part one of show number three Mickey, I am your father. That's no moon, it's Spaceship Earth. Aren't you a little short to be a dwarf? I suggest a new strategy, R2. Let Donald win. You've never heard of Star Tours? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> Help me, Walt Disney. You're my only hope. That is much better. Yeah, that works better, yeah. I like that. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the podcaster. Only a podcaster of evil and maleficent. Welcome to another episode of Magic Our Way. This is episode three. I am Kevin. I'm Danny. And so I uh, hope you got the idea of what our show is going to be like um, today um, from our little intro segments and stuff. That was a lot of fun to do. And we're going to have a couple of guys, special guests, join us later to discuss the Hub and the Magic Our Way segments. A couple of sci-fi geeks. A couple of sci-fi geeks, man. So you're going to enjoy this and uh, guests from other QMark production shows. Uh, but anyway, man, how's your week been? Oh, week's been great. Week's been good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm pretty stoked. Actually, uh, it's a two-week point. Um, two weeks from this past Monday is when I had my first rehearsal for the Mary Poppins tour. And that's the Broadway show that's touring around the country at the moment. And I just got my music in. So I'm pretty excited to learn all that and learn, you know, play my parts for like Chim Chimery and, <laughs> and you know, Supercalifragilistic and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. That is awesome, man. So you're gonna be, you're gonna be part of the orchestra. Yeah, I get hired for part of the orchestra. In fact, you know what we should do? We should, we should do a show where I explain exactly what I do with that kind of stuff. You know, because also this past spring I had a chance to sit in the pit for Lion King. I didn't get to play, but at least I got to meet the guys and just kind of sit down there. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for in a couple of weeks and we can go over, um, uh, you know, just my experience with Disney Theatrical. They're the people that run all the Broadway productions like Mary Poppins, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and, and uh, what's that, Little Mermaid? Yes, yeah. the short-lived one. Yeah, for sh show research purposes, I should probably get a couple tickets to this thing, huh? Yeah, you <laughs> should. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Do, do you get a musician's discount? Um, I usually we don't, but the tickets that we have are probably some of the best seats in the house. 
Yeah, that oh, that it's not that they're not open to public. It's like dead center right there, right by the orchestra, and you can see everything. So I'd, I'd get my tickets through you. Yeah, you can get my you, yeah, I can get tickets through for you, and then you know, uh, it's it's gonna be I guess regular price, not really company discount, but the company uh, blocks off a certain amount of seats, like perfect seats. I mean, I'm talking. Like when my wife came and saw, I did Shrek a while back. I mean, these, this this was like third row, dead center. I mean, she could see everything. <laughs> you know? So like, even if it's sold out to the public, y'all got seats. Yeah, and they don't release those seats until uh, last minute. Like when they they know nobody's gonna get them. Nobody from the company has any family members or whatever gonna buy them. And right. then they say, okay, then release it, and then they buy it. But up until that point, I mean, they. they you know, there, there's a deadline, and you got you turn your name in. But um, you know, they, they have those seats available for anybody in the company and their friends and stuff. So it's actually kind of neat. Awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll do a show. So stay tuned. A couple shows down the road that happens in two weeks, a week of December 16th. It's coming to New Orleans, to Mahalia. But anyway, dude, we got a lot of news to cover. So uh, let's get right to the queue. All right, gang, welcome to the queue. And you know what, man? I bet you there's some people out there, listeners out there, they're wondering why we call this the queue. I mean, you know, uh, first I of all, I thought it was after you. What's that? I oh, thought it was after you. Uh, yeah, Q's my nickname, but this is Q U E U E, which stands for line of sorts, right? right? And so normally that's what they call like the, the waiting areas, they call it the queue areas. But, um, we call it that because, I mean, you know, when you're standing in line, what a better place to talk about things. Because, I mean, what happens when you, when, we, when you wait in line for a ride? It's like you just end up talking to your neighbor, people in front of you, while you're kind of shuffling your feet going through the, the switchbacks, you know? Well, it depends on if it's an interactive queue. If it's an interactive <laughs> queue now, which, uh, spoiler, listen to another podcast down the road, and we're going to have another show dealing with all the interactive queues in the world of Disney. Excuse me. Good Lord. <laughs> Got a little burp there. <laughs> Um, that that means you know this is this is live radio whatever <laughs> I, I keep all the burps and mistakes in that's pecan ale abita that he just yes abita beer a nice little local beer which you can actually find in uh, the Port Orleans Resort get out of here yeah they sell it there it's actually kind of neat in the little grocery store there they got abita <laughs> and uh, other various things um, but anyway this oh you know I want to go into this this isn't really news but I I, I just booked my next trip to Disney World. I think really? I might, yeah, I think I might have mentioned it that I was going to, but I actually booked it Saturday. Going my, in February, right? Going Mardi in February Gras. during Mardi Gras, yeah. And we we got a reservation at the Key, Old Key West Resort. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, which will be my first time staying there. You know, I use my point. I'm a vacation club member, mm-hmm. so I use my points there. And you, my home resort's Saratoga, um, but I, it, it wasn't available at the time. So they said Old Key West. I'm like, yeah, I'd actually like to stay there. That should be kind of neat. So, Didn't you just use your points to do the last trip y'all did? I to- did, in June. How many points do you have stockpiled? <laughs> well, it's I borrowed points. Oh. And you know what? Here's another spoiler for another show. This, and we're going to talk about DVC and stuff later in the future. So yeah, stay learn tuned how they feed on the shows down the road uh, <laughs> to see how we, we're doing things and stuff. So. Learn how they move around the decimals to get their points. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we can talk about all that and everything else. Um, but anyway, first of all, I want to uh, uh, start off by just kind of apologizing about the whole Disney career Auditions, not really apologize, but I look, listen back to it, and if y'all were listening, y'all probably kind of pulling your hair out, because it was kind of long, right? <laughs> it's just a little bit long. Yeah. But I'm going to try to condense it to where I, I you know, I'm going to still do that segment of the news, but I'm going to condense it to kind of combine them all. So, like, if they're doing, uh, say, a stunt show people for this show for at these three different parks. I'm going to just do that. You know, I'm going to make it more definitely more organized. I thought it would work if I read from each and every park, but that that's kind of about to be long. So, 
We won't have it this week because we have tons of news to talk about and expound upon. Well, you should probably apologize uh, also for any listeners that that heard our show within the first hour or two of it being posted. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I released a show and I forgot to do some edits. Um, uh, So, yeah, sorry about that. But the show has since been re-released with that edit fixed. And so everything's back to Disney (laughs) (laughs) land world. Um, But anyway... Uh, let's get to the first topic at hand, man. What you, what you got, dude? Uh, Netflix. Did you hear about Netflix today? This, only when you told me, yeah. Yeah, this just, just happened today. Uh, Disney has made a deal with Netflix, and they're going to get... Um, they're going to be running Disney movies right after they leave out of the theater, and, and Netflix outbids stars uh, to, to get the Disney library. So going forward uh netflix will be streaming disney movies and according to them they won't be raising their prices to do it so oh, that's gonna be great because i have netflix on my iphone and stuff and everything and i know my kid likes to watch stuff on there oh yeah i didn't even realize disney movies were on stars to begin with i guess i you know i have stars but i never really looked at it yeah me either see what disney things are on there this um, is good for me because I tell you what I mean like I just bought Brave yeah on DVD oh did you watch it yet? yeah I watched it it was a it was a good little movie yeah. but I don't know that I'd need to own the DVD for that right right unless I had a child I you know owning the DVD of that movie that's not a movie that I'm gonna watch you know 15 20 times yeah. uh, so that's what's so good about this Netflix thing so, ne- so. Uh, Disney I'm just looking here Disney was gonna get more than 350 million annually from Netflix yep. for the rights to do this. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty insane. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is a lot of money. Well, Netflix had a, a little bit of a, um, of a of a customer backlash when they announced that they were splitting their services, so you couldn't you couldn't stream and and uh, receive DVDs through right. the mail anymore at, at the exact same price you were used to doing. So huh. that they they kind of split service. So people were. There were there was mutant. <laughs> Wait, I'm, not, I'm not too familiar with this. I should guess I should pay attention. But I'm a Netflix customer, and I oh, still yeah. have DVDs checked out. <laughs> oh, good luck. There was a point in time there where where you could, for the same low price, go ahead and stream whatever movies they had online yeah. and get whatever they had coming into you through the mail, uh, because a lot of the newer movies you can't get in the mail. I mean, you can't you can't stream online. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can go ahead and get them if you order the separate right. service now of getting them in the mail. Well, people didn't like that. They right. were talking about canceling their subscription. And really, I mean, if you're, if you're streaming movies off of Netflix, Netflix, I find, is good for television shows, not yeah. so much for, for new movies. You still have to you still have to go to the DVD store right. or, you know... It, or just buy it or borrow it or whatever. Exactly, or illegally find it someplace else. But yes. I don't... don't uh, suggest that it's handy for I, you know, like my my kid likes to watch the Little Einsteins, of course, which is a Disney property, mm-hmm. and so it's very handy when I'm streaming all that stuff down to the phones when we're wherever we're at. So it's actually kind of neat. My little girl loves that show too. That that, yeah. that that theme song is constantly stuck in my head. The, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Dum 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 dum. Einstein's theme song. I know. It rocks. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like the whole little theme. So, anyway, so that's what's going on with Netflix right now. They are going to be streaming Disney movies. So look for that. That's great. great Netflix news. is red. Disney has red. You know, it's it's all good. <laughs> Mickey has red pants. Doesn't oh, it? I'm trying I'm, to I'm, figure yeah. out where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I'm tying on the whole color aspect thing. I didn't even think <laughs> Disney. About it. So anyway, all right. Next. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I didn't see get a whole lot of play, but I thought this was kind of interesting. Guillermo del Toro. 
uh, has announced what his next movie is going to be. It's going to be a haunted house type of movie called Crimson Peak. And um, a haunted house type movie. A haunted house type movie. Now, when I heard it, like some clever person on on uh, ain't it cool dot com, uh, the you know website that deals with uh, you know movies, yeah. upcoming you know films and whatnot, yeah. announced that Guillermo, Termo's ne- Guillermo del Toro's next movie was going to be a haunted house type movie. And I'm right. like, Haunted Mansion, of course, because back in, yeah, yeah. in 2010 that they announced that this this movie was, was going to be happening. Well, here it is, late 2012, and uh, he's already doing another haunted house movie. So those of us that have been waiting anxiously for this new Haunted Mansion movie to make up for the atrocity that was the Eddie Murphy version. Right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, know what I, to I don't tell think you. I ever saw the Eddie Murphy version. Did you see that? Ah, oh, yeah, I saw you it. did. Oh God, I was there opening night. You kidding? I'm, man, I'm such a haunted mansion fan. I had to be there opening night, and I've, I was like in denial for the <laughs> longest time, trying to like, no, no, this could still be good. They can rescue this. They can no, this is right. No, it Make was it terrible. Stop. Yeah, oh, I'm always curious. I, uh, I wonder if I should rent it or borrow it or something. I have a copy. I think you can. Oh, do you? You, you can have it. Oh, yeah, I'll borrow it from you. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a, 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 a credit movie review or something. I don't know. Worst Disney movies? Worst Disney movies, yeah. Well, that could, that could work. Um, let's see. So, yeah, the Haunted Mansion thing. I wonder if that's going to be on the back burner now. I guess so. I mean, you're looking at least. And they say, and I'm going to read it straight from the, uh, from the story that I read, that Guillermo del Toro is kind of famous for frequently yeah. committing to large <laughs> numbers of projects. In fact, um, here you go. As you perhaps recall, Del Toro's Del Toro was meant to similar to direct a similarly scary movie, The Haunted Mansion from Disney. He also has a stop motion Pinocchio, a diorama based crime pilot, a new Incredible Hulk series, Hellboy Three, an adaptation of Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, and a Frankenstein movie, all in various stages of development. So. Don't hold your breath on seeing right. a Haunted Mansion movie anytime soon. Um, well, I got maybe this, 2015 um, if we're lucky. Right. Uh, to, to fill in this, I just got uh, I downloaded some thing, a script about an interview that Del Toro had with this guy on a entertainment. I think it was Variety. Uh, but he says, uh, let's see. He's talking about Harry Potter, and then he goes into the whole Disney thing. He says, uh, let's see. Uh, the reporter says... Something about the Harry Potter film should be loved. I mean, Del Toro says the Harry Potter film should be loved for what they already are. You know what I'm saying? It's case closed. Reporter says, I still think with that amount of money that Warner Brothers is going to say either re-releasing them or whatever it may be. Del Toro says, I would not tamper with that. The reporter says, neither would I. But, you know, jumping into something else that came up recently, Disney has removed from their website, which has been there for a number of years, this Haunted Mansion page, which is no longer there. A lot of people are reading into this. Is there anything you want to tell us about Haunted Mansion? And the Toro says, no, there's no news. I delivered my last draft five weeks ago. I have a meeting with them in three weeks. I know they like the screenplay. I need to meet with them in three weeks. That's what I know. I know the reaction to the draft was good. We have a bunch of conceptual conceptualist art. But you never know. To predict anything else is hard for me to know. I should have called them and said, hey, usually it's very hard for me to predict what a thing like this like that means. So, and the reporter says, it's on the press side. I'm just telling you and everyone watching, they have a listing of all their movies. And Haunted Mansion has been there since Comic-Con when they put up their teaser thing. And recently, I guess, it's not on their page anymore. Del Toro says, maybe I should give them a laugh. Laughs. Ha, ha, ha. 
So yeah, that should be an interesting little thing, you know. Well, it doesn't sound promising is <laughs> what I take away from that. Even yeah. even he doesn't seem to know what's going on with it. And if, do you did that have a date? When was that date? Uh, this was actually when I downloaded it, it was like 5 seconds ago. <laughs> so I guess it, <laughs> they just a, released that interview? They released that interview today. I don't know if the interview was today, but the guy published it on the uh, uh, on that website. Uh, maybe five minutes, seconds ago, as I was searching for stuff. Okay. So this might be you know, this might be pretty current. You know, I'm not trying to start any rumors or anything, but it's kind of crazy. I mean, Crimson Peak is supposed to be like a like a haunted um, uh, movie, and I was reading an article where Del Toro was saying, and everybody's gone to this whole you know um, uh, this this like camcorder recorded haunted movies kind of stuff. Footage yeah, found footage stuff yeah. is what they call it. And he wants to kind of bring it back to stuff like the haunting and everything else, you know. Yeah. And you know, it's also funny that this Crimson Peak. I was reading on another site that Universal has some backing to this. They're part of the financiers, so <laughs> that could throw in a whole another wrench into what's going on here. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, Del Toro's in bed with a lot of different people. <laughs> he is, yeah, he is. So haunted mansion movie, you know, it, they had promise, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, we'll see. I'm I'm letting go of that dream. I really kind of thought we were going to get it within the, you know the next couple of years. It just doesn't seem like it. So I'm 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 releasing my hopes. Hopefully, you know. But we'll always have the Eddie Murphy version. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they they uh, they find another director. If they don't, if Disney doesn't like the direction his his scripts are taking, then hopefully they go ahead and and they find somebody else. There you go. There you go. Chris Columbus. There you go. Oh, <laughs> one of the uh, Harry Potter guys. <laughs> he could probably do an okay job. Yeah, you know Tim Burton. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Giant no, Jeff already. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's free, Frank and Weenie. Also in the news, coming up tomorrow, which would be the sixth of December. The sixth. Yeah, the new Fantasyland, the Test Track redo, and the Legend of Jack Sparrow show are all due to open. To the public officially. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's just do this first, man. This is just as important news, because we normally release this on the Sunday. So when when is that? That is six, seven, eight, ninth. So mm -hmm. this will be. You're probably listening to this on December 9th. We record this on a Wednesday, December fifth, which happens to be Walt Disney's birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So happy birthday, Walt. Happy wherever birthday, you Walt. are. You know, because I figure I should say that since you mentioned tomorrow's the sixth. So it'd be, we'd be amiss if we didn't. And you know what? I'm, I'll insert the Horizons Happy Birthday music here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear baby. You know, he's up in, uh, up in the clouds somewhere telling God how heaven could be more fun. That's right. Here's my plan for Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For heaven cut. Damn it, they there got it all wrong. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you new segment, oh, but no, you know, no I figure we'd be a miss. Well, they're all due to open. That's the thing. Officially open. They've been in soft openings. And, awesome. you know, if you've been like a vacation club member or an employee or, you know, you just happen to visit the park on a day when they had the, the soft openings, yep. you might have seen it. It's on YouTube. You can find people who posted um, previews of these attractions but i mean it's now it's going to officially open as a year-round thing so awesome. new fantasy land now bear in mind new fantasy land will be short a couple of attractions i mean i think the only things that are really opening if i understand it correctly is the uh the the journey of the little mermaid yep journey of the little mermaid the um gaston's tavern gaston's tavern the um, br guest restaurant and uh, b b b what? That, the, the, the double dumbos, the double dumbos, the thing with Belle. 
Oh, story time with Bell. Story time with Bell, yeah. That thing will be open by then. And um, what am I forgetting here? There's something else, though, isn't there? Isn't the, the, the Barnstormer, the Goofini? The Goofy, yeah, the Great Goofini. I think, yeah, the Great Goofini. Is that opening? Yeah. I, I believe it's open. Uh, up and running for several months now, we're attractions in the Storybook Circus area, including the Great Goofini, two Dumbo, the Flying Elephant Rides, accompanied by an interactive queue area, and the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. Awesome. So, if and Tangled's Tower. There's, uh, there's, apparently, there's been. Uh, uh, footage of uh, Tang- Rapunzel's Tower being spotted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that. It's supposed to be some kind of a place where you can recharge your iPhones and iPods as well as restrooms and stuff. So that should be kind of neat. I'm curious do to like, see that. They do like something like periodically where she drops her hair down or is it just like... A she, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> she drops her hair down yeah. <laughs> and then everybody plugs in their phones and exactly. iPads and then <laughs> camcorders. People use camcorders? Uh, no. Not so much. No. Okay, phones. Mm. That'd be awesome, and then you charge it off of Rapunzel's hair, and then she reels it back up. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, oh there you go, copyright, copyright, magic our way. <laughs> so, Imagineers, if you're listening, there's a great idea for you. <laughs> we want you could you could have a line of people waiting to charge off of Rapunzel's hair. Because you know, all she has to do, yeah, that's perfect. You know what? This is what you do: you use fiber optic, right? She drops the, her hair down, and everybody plugs in, and she starts singing that song, and and, and her hair glows. Mm-hmm. Everybody's stuff's getting supercharged, and like maybe it's like a supercharge, like in ten minutes. Wait, five minutes? That'd be quick, right? Yeah, quick. Yeah. All right, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be a killer attraction. Well, you know, some idiot's gonna grab a hold of the hair though when they pull it back up, thinking they're gonna meet Rapunzel. And oh yeah, somebody's gonna try to climb up there and see what's oh, there. Oh, uh, you know they. <laughs> you know, some idiot's gonna ruin it, and the well, lawyers you know, are getting we'll involved. We'll let the Imagineers handle that side of it. You know, okay. we got the creative ideas; they can deal with all the logistics. <laughs> <laughs> So one a.m. man, pretty excited. That that sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I look yeah. forward to seeing it. So of those of those uh, of those attractions we just we just discussed, what what are you most looking forward to seeing? What are we? What, what, which ones were they? That we new New Fantasyland. New I mean, Fantasyland? let's just like yeah. take New Fantasyland as a whole. As a whole, okay. As a whole, you have the test track redo, and right. you have the Legend of Jack Sparrow. I'm what? looking forward. I kind of I'm, I'm back and forth between like the Legend of Jack Sparrow. Or the Ariel, the journey, of the, what is it called? The journey, journey, to, Little journey of the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Mm. See, I'm not so much on that because I saw it in Disneyland. See, I didn't get a chance to see it. Oh, okay. yeah. It's good. It is very, very good. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I don't know if they got a, little, a whole lot in New Fantasyland that I'm looking forward to. Like, you know, yeah. until the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you know, gets up and running. Oh, like yeah. Dumbo. I don't need to do Dumbo with a second Dumbo next to me to feel yeah. complete. Um, I'm good there. Yeah. Uh, you know. The Be Our Guest restaurant, my understanding, my sister tried to make reservations for when they go up there in, in, yeah. in February, and I think it's booked out until April yeah, was the, the last same I way, heard. Yeah, I, I tried doing that when I booked my vacation, and but the, I mean, the, they're only for dinner, kind of, I mean, uh, sit down. Mm-hmm. So the good thing is the, the little uh, DVC travel agent was saying, you know, you could probably just walk in there during the day at lunch and do the counter service, which is just as good. And you could sit in all the different rooms that you want. And apparently it's some kind of cool little thing where they're like the rose knows exactly where you sit. So you go up to the counter. It's kind of like steak and shake. You go up to the counter, you place your order, you go sit, and then the food comes out to you. Uh-huh. You know. Well, so the whole thing is that the rose, wherever you sit in the restaurant, the rose can find you. The rose that with the petals falling off of it yeah, from the beauty? Yeah, okay. that's the whole mystique. And um, I, what was it? I think Ricky on this podcast was either Ricky or, or Lou on their podcast were interviewing the guy that was in charge of it. And he says their goal is to, if not 
me arrive at the table at the same time that you do, uh, maybe beat you, get get ahead of you to wherever you end up sitting, and so oh, they kind of follow you. Who who gets ahead of you? Well, the, the the waiters, I guess, I bring out the food. The guy that was in charge of the whole BR guest restaurant kind of deal. So when it, this is for so the you place your order before you even sit down. Yeah, you you go like you walk in like if you you know Pinocchio Village House or like uh, okay, uh, so you take that like, this is like counter service kind of thing. Yeah, I'm it's thinking, the okay. counter service version. The sit down at night's a little different. But right. like I said, if you've been in Steak and Shake, you go up to the counter, you order, and then you go sit. And then their food gets brought out to you. You know, nice plates, nice cutlery and everything else. Well, this is the same kind of setup. Gotcha. And so, yeah, apparently they, you know, they, they, they try to meet you right at your table. If not, I think I was wording this wrong incorrectly earlier. If not, like after you sit, be there like maybe a couple of seconds later. If not, be there at the same time that you sit down. So supposedly, I'd be curious to experience that and see how that goes. I'll give a report. <laughs> Please do. I'll let you know how that goes to see how that works well, out. That would I mean, be interesting. Since we're, there's no way we're going to be able to actually yeah. experience the actual dining portion of it. So mm-hmm. I'm not really all that excited about that one. So I mean, I w- I'd like to eat there. But I mean, if I can't eat there until freaking yeah. April. <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the legend of Jack Sparrow sounds like really. That does sound like something real cool. But the, you know, the, I've always loved Test Track. No, so I kind of lean towards Test Track as being the one I'm looking the most yeah. forward to. I mean, you know, I've seen a couple things with it, and everything that everyone's saying is it looks yeah. like Tron. It's like they should have just yeah. bit the bullet and just said, you know, what, we're going to do Tron. Yeah, because yeah. it's you don't. I mean, every even the concept art, you just don't yeah. see that and just think anything other than Tron. It would have been. I better. mean, it it looks awesome. I've just seen the videos, and there's going to be a lot of local podcasters down in Orlando that'll give you some live footage. Like I know Ricky's got some out on his Inside the Magic thing, so ch- that's what that's what I checked out. And man, it just looks it just looks really awesome, mm-hmm. you know, just to, to see how every all the lights and stuff. And the only thing, you know, the the if you remember the outside part still looks like the outside part. There's nothing anything really different about it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if they enclosed it, you know, and, and they they had all those projections and those crazy little Tron lines just kind of. Making you, giving you the illusion of going faster, kind of mm-hmm. like the speed rooms in the old world of motion. Actually, that would have been kind of neat. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I know. That would have actually kind of neat if they enclosed that entire outside track and they put like projections, like they, they got projections all over the yeah. all over the attraction. It's awesome. Um, and those little uh, laser light line things. Um, but yeah, if they would have had some of that in the outside queue, it, just, it would have made it seem like you're going faster. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I think that would have been neat. You know, kind of a little homage to the old world of motion speed rooms, which would be kind of <laughs> cool. But yeah, the test track looks like fun. The Legend of Jack Sparrow looks like it looks pretty cool, just from like just the way it looks standpoint. Yeah, um, I thought that the uh, the Jack Sparrow that you see there, and I've, I've already looked at it on YouTube. Um, yeah, so I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm spoiling anything for anyone here. The Legend of Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow is going to be there. Well, uh, if you know, if you're a Disney nuts like us, you've probably already seen the video. Right. If not, you're probably going to stop our podcast and go look at it real quick. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Do that. Do yeah. that. We'll wait. All right. You back? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, yeah. I thought it was an actor at first because it looked so realistic. And then. I know. To notice that it was. Wait. Oh, that really is Johnny Depp. Then I was yeah. like, is that like a Tupac thing? <laughs> like, like a hologram. Like, kind like of a, is, a yeah. Johnny Depp hologram kind of thing. And and you were saying you didn't think it was. So it was just. Yeah. When I was looking at the video. Uh, the first thing that struck me when I was looking at the video is how high resolution and how clear and clean the picture is. Even in respects to like the lighting and everything else, like the shadowing and stuff, 
of the of the image that you see there. It looks like you you walk into the room and there's a real pirate ship sitting there, you know, because of the way they have the whole room lit. Well, I think it is a real pirate ship. Is a real well parts of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 part of yeah. the part of the surrounding scenery. And again, I'm, I'm trying to watch my my mouth here for people who don't want to know what the Legend of Jack Sparrow is about. But um, I believe I think the it's about the Legend is- of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it like I believe the set is real, right? But surrounding the set is um, a, a high def video screen, a very high def screen. Yeah, yeah, because it's almost seamless to me. I didn't, I couldn't exactly. Well, at least from the video, I couldn't really tell where the the the, the ship ended and then the projection began. That's what I thought was a hologram. Yeah, because he I mean, looks, looks like a, he's on the ship. Well, that's the thing. You know, I looked at the when I was looking at the video and Johnny Depp, oh, Johnny Depp, <laughs> Jack Sparrow comes out with a redhead lady. Spoilers, y'all. If you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen the video, you know you're going to get some spoiled. So anyway, I'm sorry, but, you know, hey, um, it's going to be a spoiler. But, yeah, I, when I saw the video and uh, Jack Sparrow comes out with the redheaded lady, I was like, wait a minute, is that, are those real people? And I, I mean, it was just so clean. Mm-hmm. And then the lighting they had, it was perfect wherever they filmed it and stuff because it looks like you're, it's right there. It's yep. right in front of you. you My know? favorite part is the way they incorporated that, that talking skull that oh, used yeah, to be yeah, on yeah. Pirates of the Absolutely. Caribbean that would talk to you right before the big drop or a, a semi-drop. That's cool. But I mean, that was really cool, that the way they made him the host of the attraction. I like the I Yoho like that. Uh, sing-along. That's, that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, who, knows, who doesn't like to sing along with that? That's standard. I mean, you, you, know, you got Yeah, it. you got to. You got, you got to. So... Um, yeah, so beyond that, um, okay, last news item I think we're going to cover is, and I think, we, man, we've been we've been talking about the news now for a while. Yeah, here. no, this could be a long show, because, <laughs> you know, the 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 whole Lucasfilm segment's going to be, like, just insane, but yeah. it's going to be awesome. This is going to be one of our, the show number three is going to be awesome. Well, whenever you're discussing new lands, I mean, it's not like we're, we're covering one attraction here. You're right. covering several. Right. Uh, but last thing is uh, Splitsville. Splitsville is... Splitsville. To, yeah, Splitsville, for those who don't know, it's a... Uh, it's a um, I don't think they'd like me describing it as just a bowling facility, um, but it's it's um, this it, it's described as luxury bo- luxury bowling coming to go. downtown Disney. Do you you know if you're a bowler and you like to uh, you like to have sushi while you bowl, <laughs> you <laughs> might you might like Splitsville. Um, Splitsville it, it's opening this month. It's going to be huge. It, it's uh, it's going to be. Twice the size, because Splitsville is more than one location. It's going to be twice the size of anyone that right. you've ever been to before. Two levels, 10 lanes on the ground floor, 20 lanes on the upper floor. You're going to have a, a, a lane concierge who delivers your shoes, the balls to the lane, um, live music. Yep. Uh, food options that go well beyond the traditional yep. burger and french fries that you might have at, a, at an actual bowling alley. Um there's going to be sushi bars. There's going to yep. be uh, mahi-mahi. There's going to be yep. steaks. And, yeah, I'm not sure how much I trust people working at the bowling alley making my sushi. I know. That's kind of crazy. But um, Well, here's, let me read how, how Disney describes its new future resident. It says, Placing a whole new spin on the bowling experience with its emphasis on unique design, Splitsville will greet guests with upscale sushi bars, plush booths, and dynamic decor overlooking the bowling lanes. What a sight. <laughs> you got a better voice than I do, so you, it, it sounds a lot nicer coming from you when oh, you well, do thanks. That. Well, I, and I continue. <laughs> Be- between strikes and spares, guests can feast on menu items including hand-tossed pizza, fresh-rolled sushi, grilled mahi-mahi, as you said, with voodoo shrimp, and hand-cut fillets alongside alley classics such as cheeseburgers and crinkle-cut fries served right at the lane. 
Can I tell you something? I bet you I have something that you don't have here. What do you have? I've got the prices. Oh, yeah. I've got the rates of how long you can bowl for and how much it's going to cost you. Okay. So from 10.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., uh, it's going to be $15 per person for one and a half hours of bowling, and that includes shoe rental. Hmm. Oh, includes shoe rental. How, includes wait, how much shoe is that again? I'm so sorry. an hour and a half of bowling, $15 per person. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. From 5 to 10.30 p.m., now you're going up to $20 per person for an hour and a half of bowling with the shoe rental. If you go to 10.30 a.m., I mean, 10.30 p.m. to 2 a.m., drop back down to 15. So that's how much it'll cost you to bowl over at Splitsville. So basically, if you go there in prime time, you're going to pay more. Yeah, and I don't have the prices on the sushi. Well, anyway, I have this from a different Splitsville. There's about four open locations right now. And there's the fifth one's going to be the one down to Disney. And I went to the Disney Food Blog. If you haven't seen that website, it's freaking awesome. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. She just talks nothing about Disney food and everything else. It's great. She talks about every restaurant, this, that, the other, eating things. But anyway, she happened to have a menu of one of the Splitsville restaurants. And so let's see what we got here. Um, for appetizers, you can get some French fries for four bucks. <laughs> And actually, it's a tower of slightly seasoned fries served with our own dipping sauce, our chive dipping sauce. So there's no cheese on those fries? Just uh, No. Wow. Yep, four bucks for that. Edamame. I mean, these are Disney prices, too. You know. Yeah. These are going to be tourist prices. Uh, some, they got fish and chips there, so there's another place where you can get fish and chips other than, like, the UK or anywhere else. They have some edamame. Uh, they got sliders, you know, the cheeseburger sliders, any kind of sandwich sliders. Uh, pizzas. They got a meat lovers. It's like it were meat lovers. Pizza is like twelve dollars. A lot of the pizzas range from like nine for a cheese. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the most expensive would be the meat lovers at twelve bucks, and you could do a build your own for twelve bucks. No word if any of this is going to be on the dining plan. By the way, I don't know. Yeah, they haven't mentioned anything about that. Here's the sushi prices. Let's see. California roll eight bucks. You gotta be kidding. Yeah, eight dollars for a California, California roll. Like I said, these are tourist Disney prices now. The mucho grande roll for ten bucks. And it looks like, what's it? The most expensive uh, sushi item is a $12 thing. Uh, one is a super tuna roll. Another one's a Vegas roll. What's a Vegas roll? Let's see. Vegas rolls tempura shrimp with roasted red pepper, goat cheese, and asparagus topped with seared filet mignon. Oh, seared filet oh, mignon. Seared filet mignon, that, that worth, yeah, that's worth yeah, 20, I like that. Bucks. With avocado with that. and sriracha. Mm-hmm. Served with a side of ponzu sauce. I like ponzu sauce. That's good. Uh, let's see. They got, of course, they got the salads, the kids' menus. is pretty typical Disney hamburger, cheeseburger, chicken tenders, and mac and cheese. Um, entrees that they have. They this one only has four entrees. They have the mahi-mahi, the filet mignon you can get, chicken parmesan. Let's see. They got your standard si- uh, salads. Oh, the filet there is $18. It's eight ounces, uh, eight ounce filet, it looks like. Um, dessert, they just got cookies, brownie, and cheesecake. And they got beer, three fifty domestic brands. They serve martinis, draft beer, anything else? Yeah, so it looks like you know pretty well rounded, especially with the sushi stuff. You can pretty much get anything you want while you're drinking and you're partying. At Splitsville, but I tell you, dude, when I was doing research for the show, and I got on the Splitsville website, man, I had a lot of fun on there. I don't know why. <laughs> it was a hoot. Uh, you know, I wrote some stuff down. Um, Actually, you know, while I was on a website, you know, this whole thing kind of reminds me of like a Dave and Buster's Fox and Hound kind of a deal. Right. You know, first of all, there's no, as they, as they say on the website, there's no bumper bowling after 8 p.m., so none of the little ones can join. Kind of like Dave and Buster's and stuff, so 
You know, it's it's an adult only atmosphere, which I kind of take issue with that a little bit because you know it's kind of against Disney's whole thing about family entertainment, having everybody being able to enjoy stuff. But you know, that's a whole another topic. Well, I mean, I actually, digress. that that kind of goes along with what I, I kind of thought about this whole thing. Like, I mean, I like the idea of, of of them having a bowling right facility. Now, did you know this? I was listening to uh, the Jim Hill podcast. He, yeah, uh, that they he does with. Um, Lynn. Was that Len Testa, yeah, the unofficial Len, guide? Yeah, that's I also it. that too. Yeah. He was talking about, it. do you know that there? Are, this isn't the only bowling alley they're opening at Disney. Is it really? ESPN Zone's also opening a bowling alley. Oh, that's true. You know, I heard about that. Yeah. They were supposed to do that a while back. So that's, a, that's supposed to be more like competition level bowling alley, I think, from what they were saying, right? So like like the, all the, the tours and stuff can go through Disney and they can compete on those, I guess, regulation lanes. That's exactly what they were saying. Is that there was a lot of, you yeah. know, there was a lot of questions as to, you know, what are they going to do to bowling? I was like, oh, don't worry, one will be for competitive yep. uh, bowling, and the other one will be for drunk tourists kind of thing. Yeah, super oily, so the ball gets down there at least. It may hit a pin or not. It's kind of like playing bowling on a Wii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just throw that sucker down there as hard as you can, and hopefully you hit something. <laughs> but my question about this is like, you know. Downtown Disney, there's not so much Disney in downtown Disney anymore. Really, more right. and more, it seems like they're kind of outsourcing their entertainment, their restaurants, yep. their you know everything that downtown Disney is about. You know, you're getting your Circus Soleil, you're getting yep. your Splitsville, you're getting your restaurants that are run by like Raglan Rose, I believe, is run by another company. Yep. Yep. Um, they're a whole other company. Wolfgang Puck, obviously. Yep. I mean, House of Blues. House of Blues. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, this this really kind of. The most original part is like in the village. Mar- well, is it still called the village marketplace? Well, I think shop- it's called the marketplace. Yeah, yeah, shopping is the only thing that's yeah. still Disney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and Disney Quest. Disney Quest. I have never stepped foot inside Disney Quest. I know we talked about yeah. possibly doing a show one day of yeah, attractions that we've never stepped. I've never stepped inside Disney. See, Quest. I've been in Disney Quest and I really enjoy it. Really? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it then. I think they've kind of let it sit, you know, fall off by the wayside. Since then, from what everybody's been saying, I haven't set foot there, uh, set foot in there for a while. But you know, back in the day when it was it was the newest thing on the block, mm-hmm. and they were going to open it around the country, this was like an awesome thing, you know. But you know, well, who knows? I'm, I'm sure I like most people. Like when you go there, when you go to Disney, I mean, you, yeah. you really you're trying to you know concentrate spending your time in the parks. Mm-hmm. If you go to downtown Disney, it'll be maybe a day, maybe two, yeah, and you'll be like, okay, let's let's try and see all of downtown Disney, and that. We never made it all the way across. Like we, right. we've made it across, but we by the time we would get to where downtown, when where Disney Quest was, it was like we're done. That's it. Yep. We need to get back. There's a right. long walk back. So we, uh, yeah, we never really got a chance to experience it like we should have. But yep. um, that's really the only thing I can think. Of. Everything else is T Rex, the Rainforest T-Rex, Cafe. Yeah, that's re- oh, Rainforest Cafe. That's all that's another that's branch. A, yeah. The, the only Disney it seems like there's left in downtown Disney is Disney Quest and yep. shopping. Right. You know, Adventures Club is gone. Mm. Yeah, Anakin's is gone. Line, yeah. Comedy Warehouse is gone. Although we didn't cover this in the news, but they say they're bringing that back to Hollywood Studios. What's that? Uh, the Comedy Warehouse. They're doing like a little. Oh, hol- yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, doing a little holiday know. show. Uh, briefly. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. But you know, especially I'll be curious to just see. You know, I guess if I was younger. In my college days, I probably really dig it, you know. What the, the new Splitsville? Is- yeah, well, the Splitsville part of it—it's you know the whole late night. But uh. I don't know, man. If I'm going to Disney, I don't want to go to a place. If if there's more that like Splitsville, there there's another at least one lo- other location that I know. There's of. four more. Yeah, there's this four. Okay. I was looking on the website and they had four more that are open now. Right. Like it, I think I think the one in downtown Disney, the third one in Florida, 
and they got one I think up in like Pennsylvania or something, and they got one some other some other place. I forget exactly where. Right. Look on the website; you can see it. Splitsville.com. Rainforest <laughs> Cafe. There's a ton of those <laughs> mm-hmm. everywhere. T Rex. That's a that's a franchise as well. I'm sure there's at it's least, the same people. Yeah. Yeah, it's Landry's or something like that. Yeah. Um. So all of these places. I mean, it's like again, it's kind of like what you and I did last week when we discussed the coffee thing. It's right. like. Again, if I'm going to downtown Disney, I don't want to see entertainment. I can see someplace else. Right. I want to see Disney-related entertainment that was thought up by an Imagineer mm-hmm. and is run by Disney employees and is meant to give right. me a certain type of experience, whereas I kind of think they're getting away from that in uh, downtown yep. Disney, unfortunately. Yep. But anyway, you know, Upside, their, web so- their website's a hoot. <laughs> uh, you know, I was uh, while I was like looking for information, Ooh, excuse me. While I was looking for information, Kevin's very gassy today. I'm gassy <laughs> today, and I apologize for he that. He really likes to beat a pecan ale, and it's talking back to him something fierce. We don't hold back on this show. We let it all hang out, regardless. <laughs> you know, if my stomach wants to say something, by God, this is America. My stomach's going to say something, as long as it's not a four-letter <laughs> word. And that's right. Yeah, we got to keep it dizzy. Um, anyway, yeah, while I was surfing the site, they, they had like all these '80s tunes, man, that I, I just enjoyed. Like they had Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Def Leppard came on with Pour Some Sugar on Me. I guess they had a loop or something. They had Tone Loke, Wild Thing, and they had Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. So I was like, you know, this could be fun. I could dig this. And I'm thinking about the music because, like, you know, they appealed to me. Because <laughs> 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 I grew up with all that stuff, man. Tone Loke, Wild Thing, all that kind of business. Def Leppard, all that kind of stuff. I, maybe maybe it's a, maybe they're kind of appealed to my age group. I don't know. It could be fun. Yeah, it could. I mean, well, I mean, you've done rock and bowl before, I'm sure. Yeah, huh? yeah, rock and bowl is kind I of mean, the same it, thing. It sounds like the exact same thing: beer, food, and you know. For those that are not from New Orleans, uh, there's a place called Rock and Bowl, the world famous Rock and Bowl, where it's kind of the, like the same thing. It's a bar. They got food. I'm sure they every got city alleys, has a you know? rock yeah. and bowl, whatever it's called. Yeah. But we, yeah, but we have the world famous Rock and Bowl according <laughs> to the sign. They have a sign that says that, but whether it's world famous or not, anyway. Now oh, our bowling alley doesn't have sushi. I'll it give does you not that. Have sushi. Not twelve dollars sushi or eight whatever. What was it? Eight dollars sushi. Eight dollars to eight to twelve dollars sushi. But if they did, I'd be happy with that. You know. <laughs> As long as I see the dude making my sushi, I'll be okay with it. But as long as it's not like the dude that makes it, like the universities, like like what was that tsunami? Like they have, apparently there's a company called Tsunami that makes oh a lot the, of, the delivers to all the grocery stores. Oh yeah, they do the grocery stores and they also do it for the universities and stuff. It's like eh, it's okay sushi. Yeah, yeah. But um, the little plastic containers right. with the one thing of soy sauce for like eighteen rolls. Yeah. Oh, here's a like I told you like after eight p.m. like no little ones are allowed. They also encourage evening casual attire. Is encouraged after 8 p.m. You don't have to, but they suggest it. So, w- w- how formal do you have to be before eight? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I was like, I looked at him like, what the heck is even casual? T-? I looked it up, <laughs> and so uh, let's see. Uh, evening casual refer. I'll read this. I got this from a website. Uh, evening casual refers to attire that is less formal than you would wear to a formal ball. Okay, but dressier than cutoffs and flip flops, which leaves a lot of room for interpretation. This thing says. Yeah, I'm sure tourists are going to really take that into account when, right. <laughs> when they're trying to squeeze in seeing everything on their vacation. Yeah. I guess that's why I say it's encouraged. I don't think it's required, but it's encouraged. You think this is more for the locals? I mean... I that, guess so. It seems like it. You yeah. Know? I would have to say this is more of a local kind of thing. Yeah. Like, where yeah. They're, they're not really concerned so much with you know, the people who are coming to see Disney going right. to Splitsville because, you know, let's be honest, after you know, a day at the park, you're, you're pretty yeah. wiped out. 
But anyway, since I'm talking about, uh, I, I'm a, I said I wasn't going to do a careers thing, but I figure out you guys should let you know the downtown Disney location is hiring. Oh wait, can I? You can know? I? Yeah, go pause ahead. Pause real quick. We do have a guest in the house though that I remember when we went to downtown Disney back when they used to do uh, Adventures Club, yeah. Comedy Warehouse, Mannequins, yeah. all those different dance clubs they used to have. We had a guy who chased a couple of girls uh, <laughs> into a dance club over. What was the name of that dance club that you chased those girls it, into? Was it Eight Tracks or was it Accelerate or was it the Country Place? I, I don't think it was a Country Place. No, definitely was not a country place. Was it the '70s place? Mannequins. It was probably mannequins. It was probably mannequins. Yeah, it was with, the, mannequins. with the rotating dance floor. Yeah, is it rotating dance floor. Did they have that? Uh, I wasn't on it. They had two floors to it. Yeah, they had yeah. two floors to it. Yeah, I went there. So <laughs> that to me, I, I don't understand why they don't do that no more. I mean, I, they had they had dance clubs. They had girls out there. And they, I used to love eight tracks. Eight tracks was awesome. <sighs> you, did y'all ever go to eight tracks? It was a seventies dance club. So you walked in, it was automatically whoop whoop. Yeah, that kind of a thing. It was great. It was. It was really was like one of those things where when you when you got to downtown, I mean, who knew they were gonna? Right. I didn't know they were tearing it out when they were that they yeah. were in the process of, of doing that. So I got into as much as I could. I got in the comedy warehouse. I got right. into the adventurous club. Yep, I love that. I place, got into yeah. one of the dance clubs. It was probably mannequins as yeah. well. But I don't really remember it all that well. I like. Right. I, I wish I could remember. Like that's great thing about YouTube is that you can go yeah. on there. You know, I was on there the other day yeah. and I was looking up the comedy warehouse on YouTube and they had this whole yeah. Dis- I don't know if you realize this. You should check this out. Uh, everyone should check this out. Back in 89, I guess it was, when, yeah. the, when they first opened up, the Comedy Warehouse did a Disney show. Oh, cool. Mocking Disney. Like, they, they would oh, open awesome. up. They would open up and, you know. Because it, it was an improv show, right? It, if I remember. It, was, it became was an it? improv show. But oh, okay, this was, so it was an improv show. This was an actual ah, set okay. show. I didn't know that. All right. yeah, it was an actual set show. And it would open up and, you know, there would be a book. And it would, you know, the, the, what the book would, should say was uh, Walt Disney World. But what it ended up saying was Wallet did something. It was something cr- crazy like that. And then the People came out and they broke into song and instead of super califragilistic yeah. they were singing about Disney, like they were portraying Disney employees and they were yeah. singing super conscientious, friendly Disney World employees ah, about nice. how these Disneyland, these, these yeah. Disney World employees are just from another world right. kind of thing right. and, and how high strung they are. So, uh, yeah, they used to really do something special. But yeah, it became an improv thing as time went by. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's when I started seeing it was in an improv thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I know we said that was our last news segment, but I found one thing that I figured we should talk about since it's going to happen tomorrow. Or like I said, we're recording this on the 5th. But you remember the Flying Dragons we were talking about in the first episode? Yes. Yep. Where they're in New Fantasyland. Apparently, they're going to be, uh, we know it's going to be part of the opening of New Fantasyland. Apparently, they've uh, people have been cited. Like, you see this in the Disney Parks blog. People making, like, uh, found footage, uh, little YouTube movies about seeing dragons and stuff. It's kind of interesting. But, yeah, they, apparently there's, there's been footage of drag of that dragon that we were talking about, you know, back in June when we recorded that first episode, mm-hmm. um, flying around the New Fantasyland kind of thing. I don't know exactly how they're flying around, but they're flying around. And so, apparently... It's a manned vehicle kind of thing. Yeah. Like a parachute. 
Yeah, so apparently it's going to be there as part of the opening festivity. I guess we'll find out tomorrow and we'll report it on next week's show and, and then see what's up. No, absolutely. You I, know? I, I was surprised. I, you know, everyone, the rumor at the time at, back then was that it, that was something for Avatar Land. Right, right, right. Yeah. And appara- I mean, you know, apparently now it, it's for the new Fantasyland. And um, some people are speculating whether or not it's going to be around, if it's just for the opening, if they're actually going to kind of keep it around because there's some rumors flying around or whatever. It may, not, it may just be only for this opening thing. Yeah, they'll cut costs somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably you know, so. Yeah, yeah. But it would be nice to see. I would, you know, like when I go in February, I like to see something like that because that's just kind of cool. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's like something different. You know that you might see. But anyway, yeah. So that's that. That's that's pretty much that. All right, guys, that's uh, it for this half of the show. Don't forget, next week on the 16th, we will release the second half where we delve into the whole Lucasfilm purchase. So, again, uh, stay tuned for that. Subscribe on iTunes, leave rating, comment, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Magic Our Way, or send us an email, magicourway at gmail.com. Magic out.